is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode, what is it, 187? Yeah. 187 on the motherfucking cop. Of Ghost in the Night, a paranormal and true crime podcast. Tonight we're doing true crime. We it's, are doing true crime. Uh, Travis is going to tell us all about the, probably the, we titled it The Meanest Man in America, but I'm going to say he's the sickest fuck in America, Mr. Shit. P- uh, no, hit that one. Pee Wee Gaskins, one? yeah. Uh, he he's up there. Uh, he definitely is a sick fuck. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Got a lot of stuff going on with him, but a lot of issues. I mean, there is definitely a uh, parental warning for this, or those with queasy stomachs or don't like hearing gory details. You might want to uh, listen lightly. I mean, that goes with every true crime tech, really. But this one gets a little. I I I, I think I worded it as as timidly as I could. Okay, as long as you as long as you say, but there is a little bit of a, you know, like you said, with any true crime, there is kind of a touch and go when it comes to this. Yes. And so you you know, if you don't like uh, to hear about, if you're on the paranormal side of this podcast and you don't want to hear some nasty, gory details, even mm. put very nicely, uh, you might want to. Hello, Emma. You might want to kind of watch it this one a little bit. Or yeah, this one gets a little funky. It gets a little funky. All right, shall we? I, you're taking you got you take the reins, baby. All right, again tonight we're talking about Pee Wee Gaskins, aka the meanest man in America, aka the redneck Charles Manson, aka the hitchhiker's killer, who was an American serial killer, alleged cannibal, and rapist. And other than that, you can just kind of throw in whatever you want because he'll he'll check that box at some point. He checks all the boxes. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, all the sick fuck boxes. Yes, because he, he well he claimed to have killed over a hundred people, but only thirteen were confirmed by the authorities. Well, don't they all? Who do you believe in this? The, well, because there's a lot. Because he did like I have in the notes, he had a long history of incarceration and sexual abuse in and out of incarceration, right. allegedly. Yeah, I mean, but it, we'll get into the allegedly later. Anytime I can these, share the video. In this situation, you know, it's not his number, and it's probably, but it's not the official police or court number. It's always yes. somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. I would say. So at least I would say a good. Or I would, I, I, would, uh, I would argue that a good percentage of serial killers are probably higher. You mean than, than what the court or what they get charged for? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I think that would be a given, honestly, but I don't think, like in his case or in a lot of. They might they might be a little bit braggadocious and claim a few more than what we're we looking at. I wasn't sure if the front door was open or not. No, that's the windows open. Ah, got it. Shall we continue? Like and share the video, friends. Seriously, What's share this, it with ASMR your channel or whatever that is. Welcome to Ghosts of the Night and ASMR channel. All right, enough of that shit. Share the. Facebook and Snapchat, Instagram and Twitter and Reddit and Zap and Hangouts and Craigslist. That's the dumbest shit on the planet. This fucking ASMR bullshit. Back page. If you like it, go fuck off. The only time it's okay to pop your peas. All right. So Donald Henry Gaskins Jr., later known as Pee Wee, who was originally born David Henry Parrot Jr. or Donald Henry Parrot Jr. Sorry, Polly microphone issues. It, it, 
So he was born March 13th, 1933 in Florence County, South Carolina to his mom, Yulia Parrot. Yulia, I don't know. Yulia, I guess. But not like the cool, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I have no clue. I'm pulling blank here. Exotic, like Hispanic, Yulia. Oh. With a U or a Y and a, y and a U. Okay. Mm. Good stuff. You, I'm, you know, it's a weird name. I've never even heard of that right? before. So he was the last born of a, of several illegitimate children to his mother. So she was a bit of a. Hope. We're off to a good start. Yeah, I guess. So and he was always so small for his age. Hence, why? Oh, hey, Jenny. Thanks for the Gatorade. Uh, he was the last born of many illegitimate children to his mom, and. He was always really small, again, hence Pee Wee. Oh, it wasn't like how they call, you know, fat guy slim or... Right. He wasn't well, no, like it, six foot nine. Well, as you can see, even as an adult, he was either 4'4 four, four or 4'5 four, and weighed about 130 pounds. I mean, 5'4, you have 5'4 right now. Shut up. Okay. I have dyslexia. Let's, you make fun <laughs> of me for it on live stream? No, well, is he 5'4 or 4'5? Which one is he? Uh, both. Okay. It depends. Well, there was dimensional jumping in the 30s, as we all know. Those uh, time travelers, that picture. Okay, he was a jockey. That's uh, let's just say that. Okay, he was a jockey. Yeah, that fits the, the, the he fits that bill. He was a jockstrap. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So Pee Wee was subjected to a lot of neglect from his mother and a, from abuse from a male family member in his formative years, As possibly of a sexual nature. Sexual. Okay. Yes. Now his mom. <laughs> Allegedly, his mom paid so little attention to him as a child that Pee Wee actually didn't know his real name was Donald until it was read aloud during his first appearance in court. He thought his name was Pee Wee. Yeah. Where was he born? South South Carolina. South Carolina. Well, you know, the South are big on nicknames. Yeah. You know, I had, I, you know, I don't consider myself born in the South. Or hyphenated names. You know, you're either I, na- your name's either like, like Squiddle Fart or like fucking Jim Bob. You know, I, but I was born in West Virginia, which... They consider themselves Southerners, but they're not, per se, logistically. But there are still people back there. They're just hillbillies. There are still people that, if I go back there today, will call me by my nickname. Which was? I will not say it on there. Come on. No. Come on. I'll tell you. i tell you. Was it Pencil Dick? No. But there are people that, to this day, and I'm almost 50 years old, will still call me by that. Doesn't make any sense. No. Hey, Pinto Bean, how you doing? No. No? It's okay. just something my grandfather, the <coughs> moment he saw me at the hospital, he just started calling me that. Interesting. And my grandparents never called me by my name. They hmm. called me this. Actually, pretty much everybody in the family, on that side of the family, only called me by so my In name. the delivery room, you're crying still. He's like, oh, look at him. He looks like a fuck face. <laughs> yes, it was fuck face. No, but that, so that is very, that is very common in that, you know, Area, mm-hmm. you know, in the redneckish, hillbillyish Appalachia. I would say hillbilly Appalachia. Yeah. What, what word am I looking for? Fuck. Uh, but that mountain folk. Yeah, that that is very common to have nicknames. So in the the land of shallow gene pools. No, it was not feet looker Gonzo. Bite your tongue. Any who's it's. It was one word. So he was known for being very manipulative. And he was a bit of a con artist. Hold and on. He was. Or I'll tell you what it is. 
What? Big Dick Phil. That's what it was. That's a lie. <laughs> okay. Somebody give me a goddamn polygraph right now. That needle will like fucking will break not, off and stick into the wall. Will not stand up in the court of law. Okay, continue. Um. So, and it was they all. It was also said that Pee Wee had a keen sense of humor and a friendly, entertaining personality. Well, you'd have to with a nickname Pee Wee. In being five foot four, like there's nothing wrong with being short, but right. like you're gonna be short and weird. It doesn't work. Better be funny. You better just carry around a lollipop and have a funny haircut. We represent the little fuck. Um, so that being said, Pee Wee alleged a lot of this information. Some of his family members actually said later on that he was babied because of his size and that he rarely or never got hit by his mother or the family. Really? Yeah. Because there's a lot of, because like, mind you, this man has a book called Final Truth. You can't, it's out of print now. The only way you can read it is there, you can get on Google if you really want to. There is a PDF file. Somebody scanned all the pages of the book and it is for sale, if you will. Yeah. But, uh, I wouldn't suggest it. The tough read? It's, it. Yeah, it's a tough read for one because of some of the stuff that we're going to talk about tonight and two because this dumb fucking backwoods douche nozzle cockface piece of shit didn't understand grammar at all. He didn't have a ghostwriter. He actually wrote it himself. Well, they dictated it from him. Oh. Yeah. So they and the, and like it's called word. final truth because every time he would talk about a murder, he would final truth like that's how he started it. That was kind of his catchphrase. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, but we'll get into that. We'll get right into the news. So, when he was a year old, Pee Wee <laughs> drank a, some kerosene. Um. Yeah, which gave him convulsions until he was three. Or it just wasn't moonshine. Which, Isn't it kind of the same thing? Pretty much. They're both gonna kerosene probably just tastes better. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, moonshine um, doesn't taste good. I don't give a fuck what he was. I like moonshine, but it doesn't taste like are, real straight moonshine. No, real doesn't straight taste good. Go it that. does taste like kerosene. It tastes worse than kerosene. It tastes like turpentine. Is really what it tastes really. like. Really, but there are they have you know doctored it up. You know, I do. I, mean, I like moonshine. It just I don't drink it for the taste. I had some what kind of moonshine I had in the the flavored moonshine is amazing. None, not not that old Smoky Mountain bullshit. It was like grape. It was grape moonshine. The last jar I bought. Or the last jar that I received from a small batch that is not for sale was uh, blackberry. It was really good. But it had, we got watermelon a lot when we were in when we were uh, not in high school. But this was this was grape, and it was just like grape juice with a little bit with a pretty healthy kick at the end. Yeah, you know, kicking the nuts, but it wasn't unbearable. You didn't drink it and go like you do with most moonshine. Oh, right, yeah. Excuse me while I adjust myself. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me All while right. I whip this out. Will be they no won't bleeping. be able to see it. Don't worry. Yeah. So, um, again, kerosene convulsions. You know, it sounds like he was like they really they did a really good job keeping did, an eye on him, taking care of him. Was this how old was he when this happened? One. Oh, so it was just he at that age you put everything in your mouth. That was not. Is that how you got the nickname from Grandpa? <laughs> Maybe. Peanut butter lover, come in here and talk to me for a minute. 
Uh. All right. So as a preteen, uh, Pee Wee and a quote unquote gang of his peers committed quite a few, a spree, if you will, of crimes, including burglaries, assaults and gang rape. Whoa, so this is in the 30s or early 40s. Yeah. So he was the little fucking rascal. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of gang did they have? Our gang. <laughs> yeah, our gang. Yeah. They have a name. I believe it comes up later. Where's Buckwheat? Or Buckwheat yeah. in Alfalfa? I don't know if there would be a black person in this gang. He was not the friendliest of uh, people to the other race. Well, you're saying a serial killer in the that well was a racist? Well, in the that was born in 1933. But that's a that's a real. Big I will say I don't th- I don't personally think that it really had too much. Not that it matters, but I don't think that it had that much uh, held that much weight in his choice of people to of whom he killed. Right, he was an equal opportunity. Yes, killer. he wasn't a racist murderer; he was just a racist human. Okay, okay, he killed everybody. I got it. Check that off. So, in the book, you hear him talk about their abandoned hideout. It's literally like the little rascals. I don't know if they had a dog, though. If they did, they were probably fucking it. Just wait. It gets better. What was the girl's name? In, in Darla. Little, Darla. You, yeah. Did everybody take a turn? <laughs> the, the town bicycle. <laughs> yeah, what was it? it was Darla, Alfalfa, Spanky, Buckwheat. I think that's all I know. I just remember. What was the dog? Spot? Was something, it Spot? Something like that. There's something like Harold. Yeah, somewhere. Phineas. <laughs> um, Spike. Yeah. It was Spike, wasn't it? I think it was Spike. Now that maybe, hey, that was a they did it. That was a decent remake, actually. I've never seen the remake. The I'm, one of the nineties. I'm talking the original. Oh, look at that! Hold on. What we? What we? Hold on. Better half. Yes, I. We've been out of Gonzo contact for a little while. Is bitching because he says I assume he's a racist. Oh no, he is a racist. <laughs> a man born in yeah. the 30s in South Carolina. It's like well documented that he was racist. Bottom line, Gonzo, he was a fucking racist. Yeah. So, um, again, they he wrote, and you can read a little bit if you look up uh, Final Truth about their their hangout where they'd smoke their cigarettes and talk about ladies, like, as if they knew what the fuck they were doing because all of them were still virgins because they were, like, fucking 12, which, you know, what kid doesn't do that? So, there's a big space there for nothing. Anyway, back to the... Lecture at hand. I think that's the line. Um, He also said that in those times, they learned from the older boys how to jerk off, fuck sheep, and quote-unquote, quote-unquote, cornhole, which one can only assume is butt-fucking another male. You're not saying the game, right? No, I don't believe so. Toss them bags into I think they're talking about butt-fucking each other. Huh. Yeah. Apparently it was rampant. I'm glad I didn't have those kind of friends. Oh, apparently it was rampant from his, what he said. Um, actually himself and two of his close friends referred to themselves as the trouble trio and would peep on women and do other dumb little kid shit. They're basically our gang, right? Which for those that don't know, was the little rascals before it was called the little rascals. Right. Most people don't know that they ripped them off, especially people my age. Well, no, they were, it was the same, I believe. Oh, was it? Yeah. They just changed the name of it. I I think it was a, uh, um, like a PC type situation. For the audio listeners, Gonzo, our wonderful, wonderful chatters, uh, commented, if I was born in 1933, I wouldn't be racist, so don't assume I'm offended. For one, like you said... You would have been kidnapped and sold to fucking uh, Fidel Castro for a box of cigars. If you were born in 1933, you would be 
one of the ones the racist would be racist towards. Also, yes. So you're correct. I will not argue with that. Well, you know, they say you can't be racist towards white people, which I think is bullshit. I, yes, I agree. I agree, but I understand that what they say. I don't. Uh, wanna, no, I get it. Like, I don't want well, to. I, I get the. I get it if you bring up systematic racism, right? But but at the same time, like if you look at racism as a just despising other races or other, ethnic then yeah, groups, you can totally everybody be racist against white people. Yeah, every, you can be racist like yeah. you can but be racist against fucking polar bears. But like you said, the systematic environment or the systematic racism you correct that's about power the polar bears are white so they're better than them grizzly bears or black bears fuck you don't want to fuck with a polar bear i don't want to fuck with any bear i don't even want to fuck with a black bear even the ones that are pussy are fucking bad will kill our faces right with their feet they will they will they will fuck our mouths they will cornhole us literally so (laughs) so he peewee would make money uh, stripping cars for parts and selling them, and he used the money at some point to go to Charleston to purchase some ladies of the night with his friends. That's Mind it. you, he's still a teenager at this time. Hey. But this is this. I'll give him one thing. He found out at an early age what he was good at because this whole stripping cars or fucking stripping cars. Okay, well, both really, but it gets a little questioner. So I have that that one thing in quotations. Because we need to talk about I'm, that. Because I'm waiting, that's I want some an explanation. Well, because on this. he explains in his book that uh, when him and the boys went to Charleston, that's when they all really lost their quote "pussy fuck cherries." What do you think about that term? So this is just a very. This fancy, is how this guy talks. Fancy like, redneck way of saying lost their virginity. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Well, no, because they had lost their virginity, to but not other. to a vagina. So I, I guess they lost their they, they the pussy they had lost their sheep the pussy cherries and their other young boy butthole and mouth cherries, but they didn't lose their pussy fuck cherries until Charleston. Welcome to Pussy Fuck Cherry Charleston. That, we should have named that episode this Pussy, pussy fuck, fuck Cherry cherries. Charleston. That's gonna be the name of my memoir when I write it. That's my that my my uncle. It was a movie star, Pussy Fuck Char- Pussy Fuck Cherry Charleston Heston. But not because of I'm a because I want to start fucking cherries. Welcome to Charleston, the Pussy Fuck Cherry Capital of the World. Is there anything else in Charleston? Is that where UNC is? No, that's South Carolina. Is that where you, South, you, USC UNC? is? That's North Carolina. That's what I'm saying. Is that where the South is that where the cocks are? The Gamecocks. I don't think it's Charleston, but Charleston, home of the ga- of the cocks and the pussy fuck cherries. I, where is USC. There's an SCU. No, it's USC. It's because it's fucking confusing. Yeah, I know. With you know that other USC, yeah. right down the street from us. Uh, <laughs> so, um, again, they lost their pussy fuck cherries to some ladies of the night in Charleston. But according to him in his book, um, Pee Wee didn't like those whores. As well, who those does? are his word, and agreed on fucking just jerking off at the hideout was better. Um, and one of their friends actually supposedly preferred engaging in homosexual behavior with the young boys of the group. And since he was their friend, Pee Wee and the others would apparently just let him blow them when he wanted. Cause what else are friends for? That's a good fucking friend. They're good fucking friends right there. <laughs> Literally. I'll take your word for it. I'm going to, I'm going to back out of that friendship, but you know, you do you by all means. Yeah, I guess they're just in this abandoned hideout, just blowing each other and fucking sheep and smoking cigarettes. 
Lucky strikes. Probably. Or camel non-filters. Or they just like went, like reached out the window and ripped off a fucking leaf from somebody's tobacco plant and just set it on fire. Probably. Good stuff. None of that tar. None <laughs> of that tar. Get the natural yeah, shit. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Just uh, fertilizer and, and or, uh, pesticide. Yeah. So the boys started thinking about having sex with a virgin. So one of them, who was named uh, Marsh, threw out the idea of his 13-year-old sister as a candidate. So they started looking for a cockpuck cherry. They, I guess. Okay. They started looking for a, a piece of shit cherry. Their piece of shit okay. cherry. Um, so they told her that they would kill her if she told anybody about the rape. But she told anyway. Good job. And instead of involving the authorities, the boys were tied and beaten like severely severely beaten like till they were bloody beaten with like whipped and shit wow which good but i don't know if that's the right route well not to that like i you know me i don't mind if like if you want to like pop your kids if your kids like fuck you and you pop them in the mouth or you smack their hand or tap give them a whap on the butt but they i i you're not going to help your kid by beating them like this. All you're going to do is give them you more mean, cause to not get caught doing something. Who beat who beat the boys? Uh I guess it was a uh coalition of like parents and kind of like a possibly just yeah, pretty much. Well, I'm not saying they didn't deserve it, but like I I the, I just questioned did anybody is that all that happened? Was nobody like now? Sit down. Well, I guess you can't, but Stand and tell me what the fuck you were thinking, Pee Wee. Well, I uh, I seen her on the, the in my telescope from the hideout while while Billy Bob was sucking my wiener, and the other boys was cornholing in the corner, and I just saw she's so beautiful. I can't wait to lay my hand upon her against her will. Well, I you Fucking know I'm twat. we're gonna have to disagree on this. I you know I'm big on. Vigilante justice on rape. Now, if it was the girl's father. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, um, I, I hey. can't say I can't. I don't fault them. But like, was there any other attempt to try to figure out where these fucking kids heads were at? No, this is, you know what I'm 1940s, saying? Like, it, like where we might have avoided some of the shit that ends up happening in this no, story. Not 1940. Right. Now we would have, you know... Right, like this is... I mean, he was born in 33. This was probably... 45. That was 13, so 46, right after the war. And it was right after the war. Yeah, so, you know, it was a different time. So there's a lot of angry dads coming home. And back in those days... You look like a Nazi that I shot. Thump. And back in those days, it was perfectly acceptable to beat somebody else's kid. Well, fuck, kids were still dying in the workplace and shit. Like, (laughs) working in fucking steel mills and shit, like... They're like, yeah, that that's Billy Joe. He's a good boy. He's good at carrying f- glowing hot metal beams with just leather gloves. How old's that boy? I might want to hire him in my facility. Seven. Yeah, but I mean, it's different. Like, it was a different time, so that does not shock me at all. Right? No, not at all. It, and like I said, I can't. I don't blame them. Like, fuck them. I, you know, it's a different time. We have to look at. We're looking at it through our eyes. We, where ooh that's horrendous how those boys need help back then it was those boys just need an ass whooping yeah you know that different way of thinking 
and I'm not saying it's wrong, and I'm not saying I I am saying I'd probably do the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't stop them if somebody did that to one of my kids. You see, you want to come see me? We'll do this podcast between with a glass. Right, we'd be fucking. We'd be between. sitting there, and I'd be the one. Everybody'd look at me weird because I'd like walk out in the middle of it and be like, "Enough!" And they'd be like, "What's wrong with you, bub?" And I'd be like, "Bring the lemon juice <laughs> and salt." All right, all right, continue. So, um, that happened when he, I think he was like twelve, twelve or thirteen at that time. So, but at thir- when he was thirteen, this is confirmed thirteen. Uh, he was convicted for assaulting a young woman by hitting her with an axe in the head when she caught him breaking into her family's home while the family was at church. Yeah, he started a downward spiral. I don't even know if he would start a, if he started a downward spiral. I think he just started at the bottom. And unlike Drake, he never got here. So did he bring the axe or did they have the axe in the home? I don't know. Well, because this gets a little fuzzy because... It may have also been a ball peen hammer because a ball peen hammer gets used a lot in this in this guy's life. All right, he's the ball peen hammer man. Because I would ball peen hammer time. I would think it would be uh, axe at the house and he just <laughs> grabbed it. Because why would he bring an axe to a B and E? Yeah, he just he just went Lenny from Mice and Men and just freaked out a little bit. Yeah, I didn't mean to hurt her, George. Um. So he was sentenced to five years, and here we go with how the time period and the area of the world. In a reform school, the South Carolina Industrial School for White Boys. Is that the official name? Yeah. For white boys? Yeah. <laughs> really? Like, how bad is it? You have, a, you have a reform school just for the white kids. It wasn't uh, South, Carolina, South Carolina Industrial School we don't for mix white, race ca- young, even with Caucasian the, men? Yeah, we don't mix race even with the offenders. Good job, South Carolina. Uh, you gotta love South Carolina. Yeah, so he was alleged, this is alleged by him, but it probably was true, honestly, because of how small he was. He was regularly raped by the other boys in the reform school, which, again, that's him saying that, but I wouldn't be shocked at all because those boys' schools and shit back in the day were fucking awful. Maybe Aleister Crowley was at the that boys' school. Dude, they were literally... Uh, well, mm, they were they were fucking like prison. It was just as bad as prison. Oh yeah, like it was crazy. You had a bu- well because back then you had a bunch of kids that were doing grown up shit. Like they really were working in fucking steel mills and shit like that to right. help feed their family because their dad didn't come home from the war and shit like they, that. They just weren't sitting around making TikToks. Yeah, they TikTok, knickknock. They were doing work, manual labor, working on the farm or working in the factory. Bob Evans down on the farm. I've been there. To the Bob Evans farm. Yeah. Is it a real thing? Yeah, it's in uh, Gallipolis. Where? Gallipolis, Ohio. Gallipolis? Yeah. Gallipolis tortoises? Yeah, there actually is a Bob Evans farm. Is it like a show bullshit farm? Uh, I'm sure now it is, but yeah. there probably was a working farm. They have like one of each animal just to show I, people? I don't know, but it's been there for... I've, I was a kid when I used to go to it. I used to drive right so past right it. when Pee Wee was around. Oh, piss off. He was around until the 80s. Yeah, well then, yeah. Yeah. Used See, to drive right, right past it when I would go back to uh, Fuck you. West Virginia to visit my grandparents yeah. from Ohio. Drive right past it. And we'd stop and get biscuits and gravy. Sounds about right. So now we get into the this 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 story's got some of the best names all ever. Okay. So while he was in the reform school or industrial school for white boys, <laughs> Pee Wee alleged and said that he was claimed by Boss Poss. Yeah. He was the big bad boy of the school, and he protected Pee-wee from other boys in return for sexual favors. 
It's literally like prison. So I'm assuming there's like a fucking 15-year-old kid fucking a 13-year-old kid because he's small and needs protected. And he just walks around and like, if it's anything from like, it's not my childhood, but if it was my childhood, they'd walk around and he'd be like, hey, only I fuck Pee-wee. Now give me your Pogs and your Slammer. Remember Pogs? No. What really? This is the stupidest game that everybody got addicted to when I was a kid. Is that that the little uh like Triangle? cardboard oh. uh discs, and like you took the slammer and slammed it oh, on the no. stack, and however many flipped over, you got to keep. It was kind of like it was like a trading card mixed with like an early like Beyblade almost. Oh, that sounds stupid. And that's why I probably why I don't. It was remember. cheap. Is what I don't remember. Why it, I think why it took off because it's literally just cardboard with stuff fucking printed on it. And, like, they were individual. Like, you know what I mean? You could get different sets with different characters and stuff like that. Like, I had Pogs. And Slammers were, like, heavy ones that you could get different ones. You could get metal ones. But like, I had a purple one that smelled like grape. I had a bulldog on it. I was killing it. Huh. It was right around the time then the uh, those really cool, like, fucking fireball yo-yos came out. That's right. I'm Asian. I know how to do yo-yo tricks. I can do the little fucking is that thing big in, the, in the Asian community. Yeah, everything that takes skill is big in the Asian community, especially manual skill. This proves that Japanese are the racist motherfuckers on the planet. No, they just kill their children if they don't excel at what they choose, even or disown them. Even they're kind of like the Duttons. Even yo-yos. yo-yos. Oh yeah, yo-yos, Mastery. Rubik's cubes. I mean, just look at fucking origami. That's just bullshit. That shit. It's cool though. Oh, like, it's to cool, watch. But- it's cool. I've watched videos of people doing it. It's so cool. So anyway, fuck you guys. Um, there you go. He would. There's one last boss boss moment. He would also loan Pee Wee out to other kids for cigarettes and shit like that. Like, Where were the fucking guards and all this? Like this doesn't. This isn't a reform school. This is just Pee Wee prison. This was just like day camp. They were trading around like Pokemon cards. Right. It's like a jit camp to the extreme. Well, I blame the parents. Anybody name their kid Pee Wee? His real name is Donald. But use a, go by the name of Pee Wee. You're asking for trouble. You're making this kid's life hard. Now, if he was six foot ten and called Pee Wee, that would be ironic and be funny. Oh yeah, ironic, they and, ironic and funny. That's why it, everybody called me Small Dick back in the day. If they wanted to be cool and possibly save all these people's lives, they should have nicknamed him Big D. Yeah. I don't know. He was, he's just, he, he get it, like, this is nothing up to this point is the crazy part. So Pee Wee escaped from reform school multiple times, in fact, and he received differing numbers of lashings for escaping, like up like 20, 30, 50 at a time, mm-hmm. which again, like lash him. Sure. But like, did you talk to him and be like, don't do that Pee Wee? Or did you were just like beat the fuck out of him? No, they just beat the fuck. I rem- remember. I went to school in the days of squats. Yeah. There's not a lot of questions being asked. Now, Phil, like, why, did you, why did you pull Su- Susie's hair? No, they didn't ask that. They said, Phil, go, swat. Well, I mean, I grew up in the era of school shootings. Oh, for the love, here we go. I did. I was, a lot, I was around for Columbine. I grew up in the era where you, you walk out to school in the parking lot and there'd be shotguns in the truck on the gun oh, racks. Yeah. I mean, there's still places that are like that. And not a school shooting. I don't know. Like, it's just poor Pee Wee. So, um, and at one point, he actually assaulted a staff member. And for that, he was put into solitary confinement and received 20 lashings a day while he was locked in there. That's a lot. 
Sounds like a party. That's a lot for a, an adult, let alone a kid. Because mm. solitary sucks now. Could you imagine how it was back in the day? It was literally probably. What's the one prison? It's in like Utah or Arizona or something like where the the hole is literally a hole. Like it has a doorway and a little building built, and then it's just like the inside of a blown out portion of mountain. Yeah, but I would think pris- in prison, I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Solitary is the place to be. It depends on where you're at. Even if it's not all places are the same. Even if it's a dungeon with rat infested cockroaches crawling all over, it's better than getting raped by some big three hundred pound white guy. Well, you just don't get raped. Name. I don't think you put up a. You know, this is a well known fact. Usually, when you go into the prison system, you fucking put up a fight. They're gonna step to you, and they're gonna do it often for the first little while that you're there. And even if you get your ass beat, at least if you fight back, you are no longer worth the trouble for the most part. Unless you can be like extorted or something like that. That's one way to do it. And yeah. Sometimes it works. But. If you don't put up a good enough, if you can't fight and you just start swinging like a bitch, you're going to get beat down and fucked repeatedly. Oh, yeah. That's when you hit them with like a fucking food tray. As long as you prove that you're a hassle to fuck with at any point. But I'm just saying. That's how you start. That's how you should. That's where the direction you should go if you go to prison. Just let everybody know. Solitary confinement, your chance of being raped is very. Death row is the place to be. Yes. Have you seen like Have you seen like Indiana's death row? No, they have like double or triple size cells and shit. They can have fucking like video game consoles. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Like there's still cells. Like you can't have like whatever the fuck you want. But like in the I, I watched a documentary and they were like, really, an Xbox? And they were like, I mean, he never contacts another human being unless it's a guard or somebody through cell right. door, and he's gonna die. So, fuck it. <laughs> like there's one guy on that documentary had a cat I guess it just got onto the yard and then followed him inside and they were like fuck it the other inmates on death row like it so it was like what's his name in Shawshank Redemption had the was he hit they have a oh, mouse a, or a, a bird he had a bird he bird. had a crow what was his name oh fuck I can't because he scratched Brooksy Brooksy yeah Brooks yeah yeah but yeah, like they like they were like, why a cat then? And they were like, they followed him inside, and all the other people on the on the yard seemed to or on the line seemed to like having a cat around. So we let him keep the fucking cat. Who gives a shit? And I was watching. I was like, I don't disagree with you. If they have the money to, for, or if they have the means to buy a fucking Xbox, <laughs> it's not like they have Wi-Fi. But like, if you're on death row, I mean, as long as it's not like state provided, I don't give a fuck. You're going to kill them anyway. They know they're going to die. Maybe. <laughs> More than likely. Very that would nice. just suck. That would be the worst part about death row is just knowing but not knowing. It's like, I'm going to die, but I don't know when. Well, that's like, at that life. point, if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm doomed to death and I know somebody's going to kill me because of something I've done or whatever, I would at least, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would want to know. Just gas me in my sleep. That's how they should do it. Everybody wants to talk about being humane and shit. Just gas them in their sleep. Probably, or... Take them to the fucking... Where they hold you by yourself overnight for, like, your last meal and shit like that. Or their Just gas that motherfucker while they're in there. Or their midnight snack or dinner. A shitload of sedatives. Yeah, and just 
and then go. That would probably be the most humane. Honestly, not, I've never really thought about that until you said I that. I couldn't find his fucking last meal either. Yeah, that would be much more. I mean. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert, you guys. Humane than. Yeah. The ga- cause well, because we gas all, chamber. I've heard the gas the, chamber uh, sucks, and the lethal, lethal injection, injection is horrible. It doesn't kill you right away. No, and on top of that, like on top of that happening being that way every time, supposedly there has been some. Have you ever read into that? No. There's been a handful of lethal injections that went horribly wrong. Like how? Like the wrong. The like they did them in the wrong order, or the wrong dosage for the body size and shit like that. So something just wasn't working. Or they put something in that was supposed to like stop their heart before they put in the sedative or something like that. Huh. So you've got a person that's fully conscious whose heart is stopping hmm. while they're still trying to be alive. I mean, the worst possible one is probably the electric chair. Oh, yeah, you just get cooked. Firing squad, personally. Uh, depends on what's a good shot. Hit you right in the head and be done, but my luck. They well, hit- I believe the target is the heart. Or have half aim at the fucking... Well, don't they only... One person has a bullet? Uh, I, think they, I believe... And they don't, they, they don't put a bullet in every gun. Yeah, I, they, I don't know if it's still only... If it's only one or the what. the person who has... Doesn't know they have... Yeah. The bullet. That way nobody knows who... Yeah, actually everybody shot. else gets blanks. My luck, he'd be a shitty shot and hit me in the gut and I'd sit, sit there and bleed out. Or, I mean, like beheading, I guess. That'd be quick and pain. Yeah, that'd be quick and... In and out. I mean, uh, your 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 head would only possibly stay alive for like maybe seven seconds, if that. Right. That's not even alive. That's just like still your brain processing stuff. But it's like everything is slower. That is like, and we had this conversation. I'm used to be completely pro death penalty, and now I'm not so sure. You know, after doing the West Memphis Three case, yeah, I'm fully on board with like peewee in this case yes put that fucker to death as long as you got 100 percent proof you know what i'm saying it has to be beyond a shadow of a doubt just not you know 12 people thought he was you know there can't be questionable evidence yeah i agree so i mean and i've never been anti-death penalty it's just it's a situation a situation basis but today we have a better you know with dna evidence as long as well and what kills me is the people that are like People that want the death penalty, and then they want to, like, if you give them life without possibility, they bitch about paying for them, and I'm like, you're going to pay that money anyway, and personally, if I was, like, 25 years old, I would probably rather get the death penalty than have life without the possibility, because then I just have to waste away. I don't... At least then it's just, it's over at some point. But I, I wonder if some point while you're in prison, you don't get... That just becomes life the way you know it. What do you mean? As horrible as it is, oh well, yeah, you get, you get kind a part, of used you to get, it. Yeah, you get institutionalized. You get used to it. Most and, people are like that. That's why the that's why the prison system of America is so, fucking terrible. So theoretically, it's horrible looking at. But when if you're in the prison system for twenty years, yeah, that twentieth year, it's just called Tuesday. Yeah, and you're kind of numb to it all. So is it really that bad? Yeah, again, that's part yeah, of the reason know. why the U.S. incarceration or the U.S. prison system is fucking. One of the worst ones for a first world country. Yeah. Like everybody, oh, like people want to talk shit about like Sweden and shit and places like that where like a bunch of money from the government goes to like goes to prison for job training skills, but they'll also go there and they get treated a little better. And like I saw one in like Germany or something, they can lock their own rooms behind them. Like the staff can still get into them. 
but like they have locks where they can lock their mm. room and like they can't have TVs and like coffee pots but they have a crazy low recidivism rate they don't have that many assaults on inmates or officers like a negligible amount and they're like teaching like you can come out of prison a fucking like straight up electrician and oh, yeah. they usually don't come back to prison because they don't, they got something to go do. But anyway, back to the subject at hand, this fucking little twat, literally. So, um, Pee Wee escaped the reform school again. And during this time, he got married and voluntarily returned to complete his sentence, which uh, he completed and he was released in 1951 at the age of 18. So he's living life quick, fast, and in a hurry. But Wait, um, he got married while he was in prison. They let him out to get married and turned him. No, he escaped. Oh, he escaped and got married. Yeah, apparently. Huh. But you know that's that's how that goes. So he got a job on a tobacco plantation for a little while, and until he was arrested for attacking a teenage girl with a hammer because she allegedly insulted him in 1953. Um. Married to a man or woman? He's a fucking... A man, of obviously. A racist little white guy in the 30s in South Carolina? Or, well, 50s at this point? Of course he was married to a man. They loved gay people back then. Yes. So, again, attacked a girl with a hammer for insulting him in 1953, from which he was sentenced to six years in prison in South Carolina penitentiary. Penitentiary. And... He was, here we go again with this one. He was originally claimed by his bunkmate, Arthur, and uh, he would use Pee Wee again for sexual favors and stuff like that. We've we've already been over that. And when he decided that he wouldn't survive long in his his uh, role, I have there in quotations. As a role. Cushion. Role, yeah. As target practice for the dart team. <laughs> um, he decided that he needed to become a, quote, power man which was just basically a bad motherfucker in the prison system. It's, I guess that's what they called him. And they just had clout. Nobody fucked with him. You're a power man. I thought that was a questionable band from the early 2000s, but I guess I'm wrong. I wonder if that's where they got their name from. Power Man 5000. I've never even heard of that band. Really? No. They had a song in Lil Nicky's, in the Lil Nicky soundtrack. Once again, I was not a big Lil Nicky fan, so. I thought Lil Nicky was hilarious. The Popeye's chicken's fucking awesome. Um, so he decided that his target would be Hazel Brazel, who was the baddest motherfucker in the prison. With a name like that, you better be a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he actually, uh, at one point, I guess, like, beat the fuck out of somebody, and, like, I guess he didn't like being called Hazel. (laughs) I don't blame him for that. Yeah. Wonder what his nickname was. Uh, Brazel, I guess. So, this guy's an interesting character. Hazel Brazel was... Like, had so much power within this prison that he had inmates positioned outside of his cell, like personal security, like his own guards, to make sure nobody would come fuck with him. Like his own secret service? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. He has some mob stuff going on, old Hazel Brazel. But there's a lot of mob stuff going on. Like, I I don't even know if I touched on it in my notes, but, like, at some point, Pee Wee says that he was locked up with, uh, fuck, somebody from the mob. And, like, said that they really liked him and 
gave him a lot of tips on how to do stuff, but that none of that's been corroborated by anybody. Obviously, of course, yeah, because because you know that's what the mob does. The mob shares secrets with people. They they rub elbows with other humans. Period. Right. No, the fuck they don't. Unless it's business. What the fuck business are they going to do with Pee Wee Gaskins? They ain't got shit for him. Murder for hire, maybe, but okay. But he wouldn't fit their criteria. No, he's too small. Well, no. If you're going to be that short, you got to be really fat to be in the mafia. Some of the stuff he done, he's done. Oh, yeah, that he's going to do. Well, already. He will. He's already fucking other dudes, so. Right. He would not fit the bill for a recruitment of the mob. So this is when this, uh, like and share the video. This is when this uh, he starts to hatch this plan. So since he worked in the kitchen, he started to steal food from there and sell it. And eventually when Hazel Brazel found out about this, Pee Wee started to bring him extra food like straight to his cell and gained his trust over time, which, you know, makes sense. Bring a man some, some fucking snowballs and, oh no, Ding danishes, whatever the fuck, I don't know, whatever a guy like Hazel Brazel eats. I don't know, that's a good question. Fun dip? Fondue? <laughs> Jesus. So, one day, Pee-wee went to Hazel Brazel's cell with some goods for him, and the guards were told to let him in. I, I believe that uh, Hazel Brazel referred to him as a little shit when he told him to let him in. And this is when Pee-wee brandished a knife that he had stolen from the kitchen and stabbed Hazel Brazel in the neck uh, while he was taking a shit. That's just a shit move right there. That's just a shitty thing to do. <laughs> yes. Any more shit. It takes a small, jokes. small man to do something that shitty. <laughs> yeah, apparently he said he just like stuck it in the side of his neck and just pulled it out like towards him. Oh, as in yeah. ripped. Yeah. What do they call it? Uh, Irish bow tie or whatever the fuck it is. Necktie or whatever. Yeah, some shit. Like the, uh, what do they call wife beaters? An Italian, an Italian smoker's jacket or something like that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. Or Sicilian, maybe. So, um, in all this, Pee Wee claimed self-defense for this murder and was sentenced to another three years for involuntary manslaughter. He, he, wait a minute. He killed a guy While sitting he's taking on the, the shit. shit. He yeah. claimed self-defense. Yeah. Must have been one hell of a shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got COVID. I'm just kidding. So, again, he was given three more years for... a for involuntary manslaughter, which a lot of these people that end up in his prison times in being involved in this, none of them are angels. So I can't say I necessarily feel bad for them either. Right. But, um, he took this experience to change his ways from being a victim and turned to, he was now the aggressor, which at five, four in prison, I feel like you kind of have to be. Yeah. Either that or you have to be batshit crazy. So everybody's just like, oh, yeah, he's fucking crazy. Right. You'd We're have- just going to leave him alone. Let him play with his fucking action figures and rip the heads off Barbie dolls by himself. Yeah. If he offers you one, just take it. Don't say anything. Otherwise, he'll cover it in poop and throw it at you in your sleep. Like a chimpanzee. Yeah. He, you have to be, when you're of that stature, you have to be a little bit crazy and yeah. don't play by the rules. and Or like you can just be ready to stab people. Yeah. You yeah. gotta go that extra mile. Yeah. So um after some time in solitary for the murder of Hazel Brazel, Pee Wee came back to the general population as a power man, which meant that nobody's gonna fuck with him anymore. So he got what he wanted. 
He did what he had to do to get the position he wanted, which is probably good for him because I don't. You may, for real, if he wouldn't have done some of this shit, he probably wouldn't have made out of prison eventually, and we wouldn't be talking about him. Very true. Yeah, it saved some a lot of people some torture. So, shortly after this, he hears that his first wife's going to divorce him. So he decided that he had to escape so that he could prove her that he truly loved her. In which he did so in 1955 by hiding in the back of a garbage truck. Hmm. Yeah. The guards even said, like, they couldn't see somebody. Like, you'd have to be so small to pull this off. We never thought it'd be a problem. And they were like, look at him. <laughs> it was perfect. He didn't even have to fucking bend down. <laughs> he just got on in. Yeah. He's an interesting character. So his wife, Mary, that was his wife at the time. The only normal name in yeah, the story so far. He was not, she wasn't changing her mind on this. Like, she was leaving Pee Wee, which, good call, girlfriend. So he stole a car and went to Florida where he found work with a traveling carnival that he had he had actually already worked for this traveling carnival before in his life. Yeah. He, this man lived a lot of lives at a young age, from what I've read. So while he was working for the carnival, he met and fell in love with Betty Jean Gates, who was a contortionist in the carnival, who went by the name Zena from Zanzibar. There we go. If you're going to fall in love, fall in love with her. Well, yeah, he, he, he quickly became just obsessed with her of and course. just immediately fell in love with her. Like She's a contortionist. You can bend those legs whichever fucking way you but want. But at the same time, I, wanted, I didn't look at her up because I was afraid to look her up because I was like, I feel like she looks like a fucking catcher's mitt. Probably, but that's not the point. Like, she's flexible. She looks like shit, but she's flexible. If you can get those legs going a certain direction when you're peewee, you, you can get a little like, bit deeper she penetration. Look, she looks like a, a flaming chimpanzee that got put out with a softball bat. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, That just paints saying. a serious picture right there. Right? You're welcome. So, peewee drove Betty to Tennessee for a, quote, family emergency, where she said she had to go take care of some stuff. So... Excuse me. So she had him bring cigarettes to her brother who was locked up. And she also told Pee Wee at that point that she was wanted in several states. Sweet. Yeah. Everything starts off so kind of normal-ish. Sounds like a match made in heaven. immediately escalates at a million miles an hour in this guy's life. It's crazy. So he delivered the smokes to... uh, Without questioning her, because he's in love with her fucking backwards, double-jointed leg vagina. And so he didn't He didn't ask any questions. Now, when he returned to the hotel, Betty was gone, and she had taken the stolen car and taken off with her quote-unquote brother, who was actually her husband, who had escaped the jail in that time using a razor that she had hidden in the carton of cigarettes. She didn't even bake a fucking cake and hide it in the cake? Why go through all that problem if you can just slide it in a carton of smokes? And then you got smokes for the road trip. So the stolen car runs out of gas. Well, I guess you can get gas back then. I'd rather have the cake for the road trip. Fat boy got to eat. I'd rather have the cigarettes. I get angry if I'm I'm in a car for too long without a smoke, even if I got to stop. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so that was, she, he just got completely butt fucked on that one. Yep. Her brother that he brought shit to was her husband, and then she used the shit that he made him take in there. He he took the risk of taking it in there to escape, which leads us to he was then rearrested, remanded to custody, and paroled in August of 1961 after serving three years in a federal prison. This is an additional three years that got tacked onto his original sentence in Atlanta for driving a stolen vehicle during the time he had escaped. <laughs> <laughs> the stolen vehicle that got stolen from him. 
<laughs> he caught a fed charge for this, it. He might, he might be the dumbest criminal ever So up right. to this point. Yeah. So after he was released in 1961, he lived with his mom and his stepfather in Florence, South Carolina, where he worked on a tobacco plantation again until he threatened somebody with a pitchfork. So he then lived with his cousin. Really nothing to go to talk about there, I guess. And then after he was released from fr- prison, he went... Like, after he was released from prison, he had that time... And then over time, slowly started getting back into the burglary and the selling of stolen goods to make money. Um, And after that, after the the tobacco farm and shit, he also worked for a traveling preacher named George Todd for almost a year before he started robbing the homes of the people that would attend George Todd's sermons. Sounds like a good gig if you can get it. Yeah. Well, they, like he even said in his book or in an interview that like George Todd was actually a good guy, and that's why he never made a bunch of money because he wasn't actually trying to fleece people that followed him. He just actually wanted to preach the word to them. So you're instead of taking advantage of he's them, not like the everyone. TV he's not like everyone now. The uh, fuck a televangelist. The fucking that God bags. wants them to have a oh god another private jet. Literally tie a fucking tie like a double wrapped thickness line of fucking dental floss around the tips of their dicks and drag them behind horses. Ow. It wouldn't really go that long if you think about it. I'm pretty sure as soon as it like went taut, it would just like the head off. Oh, fuck you. Stop. Hmm. Just, You're welcome. Oh, God. So two years Podcast after... over. Two years after he was paroled from prison, he was arrested for raping a 12-year-old girl, but escaped by jumping out a window at the courthouse and driving a stolen car to Greensboro... North Carolina while he was awaiting sentence. He's really good at getting out of prison and jail. Apparently, apparently. he's a little yeah. Houdini. And that's where he met his fourth wife. Yeah, there's a lot. They, they, I didn't Houdini even I didn't even hung like a motherfucking horse. Or was there just not options? Probably both. Yeah. So he this is when he met his fourth fourth wife who he left to go back to his third wife in Georgia. Yeah. I'm so confused. So then this the then they were they were they were pulled over while driving to Florida and Pee-wee ran from the police and then returned back to his fourth wife in North Carolina who quickly reported him. Yeah. He's he's making good life choices. He's killing it. So he was rearrested in Georgia and sentenced to another 8 years in prison. How in the world did this guy ever start a serial killer career? He kinks Get out of jail. Right. Get out, but he always goes back. Right. So, well, mind you, over this course of this time, he claims a bunch of what are called the coastal killings. Oh. Which there might have been one that he may have committed. Other than that, there's nothing to back up that he committed any of them. And there was quite a few of those. There was a lot. Okay. But um, where was I? So, (laughs) this idiot. He was... Returned to a prison where he was already considered a power man. So his time, this prison sentence was pretty easy for him. Lucky him. Also, he was paroled from this one. There there was nothing to talk about, I guess, in this one. Nothing crazy comparatively to all the other shit times he was locked up. He laid low. Well, I mean, if you don't have to fucking prove yourself or anything and you can just fucking cruise, just cruise. You know what I mean? Right. So he was paroled in November of 68, I think. Or is that 66? That's 68. I don't know. That's too far away. I can't even, I don't even know where you're at. Right there. <laughs> right there. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, you like that? 
So he moved to Sumter, South Carolina. Yeah, I should have made this a little the font a little bigger on this. It's just the numbers. God damn it. Now I know. What did I do? I think I did 12, so I'll do 14 next time. Oh, it's in 21, so I'll do 24. Problem solving on the spot. Boom, bing, bang, boom. Fuck you. So uh, <laughs> he returned and he went to Sumter, South Carolina and worked as a, for a roofing company. He's also got a shitload of job experiences at this point, too. Right. Yeah. He just never does the same thing twice other than the carnival, I guess, and stealing shit, so, which I feel like kind of go hand in hand. Call me crazy. You're crazy. Carnies usually traditionally aren't the most like well-liked people. At least not back in the day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So at this time, Pee Wee decided that he wasn't going to give up doing illegal shit, but he wasn't going to go back to jail. Yes. So well, we got quite a conundrum. That gets me into th- that was the time where he started claiming that he started getting the feeling that he wanted to kill, which for somebody who doesn't want to go back to jail, but doesn't want to stop doing illegal shit probably isn't the worst thing you could start wanting to do. Because then it allows you to dispose of witnesses. Okay, I see where you're going with this. Okay, yeah. I mean, it might be a little dark for some people, but you know, fuck you. Tying up loose ends, essentially. It's my world, you're just living in it. That's true. So he claimed to be responsible for, again, this is where we get into the coastal killings, Mm -hmm. for the coastal killings along the East Coast, but uh, bullshit. It's a lie. You're not putting any merit behind it? (laughs) No. I, w- I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he had committed a couple, maybe, of what was claimed as coastal killings. But there's no, not most of them. Um, now, the first murder that he claims was that of a female hitchhiker who he picked up and punched in the head until she passed out, then tied her up while she was unconscious. He al- supposedly cut off her nipple... And from what I read, he cut off her nipple, like put it between his teeth and like, and like laughed at her and then forced her to eat it. Yeah. And I think he cut off the other one. too. This is the mild shit. Yeah. Um, We're only going downhill. he, He forced her to swallow her own nipple and then drove to a swampy area where he put her in the back of the truck. I have committed quote, unquote genital torture on the woman with an 11 inch knife ow yeah this was one of the ones i don't mind fucked up shit but even i toned back a lot of the verbiage of these stories because this one he gets a little fucked up obviously so after that he tied her to a log and lowered the woman and the log into the swamp using the the like i guess he had some type of a crank on the back of his truck like a winch type thing yeah Ye old winch. Um, he, so he lowered the woman and the, lo- and the log into the swamp until the bubble, and just sat there until the bubble stopped coming up. And then he went and had a fat-ass steak dinner. After a hard day's work, I guess yeah. you go eat a steak. It's been a hard day's, day's night. And, that, like and she is sleeping with a log. Oh, hey, shout-out to the Beatles. I don't, see that written, I don't see that written up there. You, just how long have you been sitting on that one? I didn't. I just kind of made it up. I started singing Hard Day's Night after you said it, and I was like, huh, log rhymes with dog. So in November 1970, Pee Wee committed the first of a series of confirmed murders. Confirmed. Yes. This is where we're getting into the stuff that we, like, like he actually got charged for. Blah, 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 blah. 
So most of the people he ends up killing are people he knew, and he killed them for personal reasons, which... Which... If you kill somebody you know, it's usually for personal reasons. Yeah, but... I feel like it's a little redundant. This, this really isn't... He's really not a serial killer. He just... Because I look at, look at serial killer. Now, I'm, I'm not working for the FBI at all, but I would think he's just a murderer. A serial killer doesn't yeah. hunt hunts his victim does not know no. i mean i would yes you can sprinkle a few i guess known well, i mean associates. acquaintance i don't think acquaintance really weighs into it i just consider that a murder well i mean when you when you go fucking as far as he does i mean because i do, you don't consider uh mob hitmen serial killers they're called murderers or hitmen yeah they're doing it for a reason yeah but that's for hire too then you're putting money in this situation. Eh. Like money for the act of killing the person. Okay. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? Like I feel okay. like that's, that muddies the waters quick, though. Yeah. I just, I, in, in that specific in situation. My, in my head, I just think of a serial killer picking somebody at random. Oh, no, but he killed a bunch of people. Okay. So his first confirmed murder was uh, his niece, Janice Kirby, who was 15, and her friend Patricia Allsbrook, who was 17. His niece. He yes. killed his niece. His niece Janice, was Janice Kirby, Janice. Um, huh. Yeah, he, he ran into the girls at a bar, and Janice had had too many drinks. So their friend asked Pee Wee if he would take her home, and when he said yes, he said yes, but Patricia also went with them because everybody around kind of knew Pee Wee was a little bit fucking weird. Yeah, so we got drunk underage kids. To start with, well, I don't know what the laws in South Carolina were at the time. Oh, yeah. So it's a bit young, but okay. So he took them to a diner for a cup of coffee to try to sober them up. But when they left, instead of taking them home, he took them to an abandoned house. And at that point, he held Janice at knife point. And when Patricia started to fight back, he hit her in the head with a piece of lumber. I believe it was a two by four. You know, very hacksaw, Jim Duggan. Oh. So, during this whole thing, the girls actually took off out of the house, and but they stopped and returned because Pee Wee fired a warning shot in the air. And then once he got them back inside, he pistol whipped both of them unconscious. And when they came uh, back in the house, because they started to fight again once they came back in the house. Good kids. Good fucking at least attempt. So he beat them unconscious, as is tradition. And then he tied the girls up and put Patricia in the trunk. He drove her to another abandoned house where he knew that there was a septic tank, put her in the septic tank, and waited for the bubbles to stop again until he, before he drove back to the house uh, where he left Janice. So he drowned the girl in a fucking septic tank. Hmm. Yeah. So Janice, by the time he got back, died from the injury she received from him pistol whipping the fuck out of her. So uh, he buried her in the backyard of that abandoned house. Added in detail, these are confirmed because Pee Wee himself did lead authorities to the bodies of both these girls. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, at least there's a little bit of honesty coming from him now. So the police knew he had been with the girls. So when they questioned him about the whereabouts, he told the authorities that the girls were uh, talking about running to California with some guys. And since there was no bodies at the time or any real evidence to suggest anything, the authorities just chalked it up to the girls as runaways and no uh, 
no paperwork for murder or any type of abduction was filed for Which this. common at the time. Yeah. So we get into another good one. Shortly after that, that double homicide, if you want to call it that, amongst other things. I don't really have the time to list all the things that were wrong with that. Incest. Or attempted incest, I guess, because yeah, he killed her first. Well, I guess... Yeah, niece, no, that's incest. Saying, yeah, depending on incest. the state, depending on the cousin level. Well, you're from West Virginia. I'm pretty sure you can be like fucking brothers. Is worse than a cousin for yeah. sure. I, I'm not. I feel like we shouldn't get into the the argument of what no, I'm just what saying, level of family member it is okay to fuck. Well, you are closer biologically to a niece, I would think, than a cousin. You share more DNA because it's close. It's a closer relation, I believe. I could be wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, I could be wrong. It's all fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up either way. So, yeah. Shortly after that double homicide, Pee Wee kidnapped, raped, and murdered a 13 year old girl named Peggy Catino. Now, according to Pee Wee, she had disrespected him, and after a few days of stewing on it, he went to the bar he regularly frequented so that there were people to corroborate the alibi of him being at that bar. And then he left quietly. And went back to the county where Peggy lived, where he raped her, tortured her, and killed her, purposely leaving her body to be found. But we've moved to raping, thir- actually raping, thir- not attempted raping, actually raping 13-year-old Yes. Girls. And okay. uh, like I said, he left the body so it would, like, he wanted it to be found. And I think the reason he wanted it to be found and why this case was given special treatment is because Peggy's dad was a senator. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So... He was never a real suspect in the case, but a man named William Pierce was convicted of the murder instead. <clears throat> and he did end up getting killed. Now, again, William Pierce was also a fucking dickhead, and he was on his way to prison for life for rape and murder already. So, same thing would have happened to that guy either way. Right. So, nobody feel bad for that fuck. So... This is when Pee Wee's, it started to ramp up. He started to get real ballsy at this point. He's getting away. He just killed it. He just raped and killed a 13 year old girl whose dad's a senator. Got away with it. You got to think you're on top of the world as far as being a fucking piece of shit. He's untouchable at this point. Yeah. So, so again, as he started to get ballsy, he bought a Cadillac hearse that he started driving around town in and it had stickers that said, we haul it. We haul anything dead or alive. Um, what an asshole. Which I think he added the alive or dead or dead or alive part himself. And also had a sticker on it that said, uh, support your local sheriff. And he also mounted a uh, crank siren so he could drive around. I guess he liked to drive by the bars he went to and like fuck with people. This guy was just a prick. Yeah, he was a real fucking asshole. If he didn't kill and rape people, like you would have been kind of cool. Like it was just the hearse. If it was just the weird guy, the weird little guy with the hearse and shit. All right, I can live with that. As soon as you start fucking raping and killing people, now we've crossed the call me line. crazy. That's a bugaboo for me. So <clears throat> back to killing. In March 1971, he killed 20 year old Martha Ann Dix, who went by Clyde. <laughs> yeah, her last name was Dix, and she went by Clyde. Oh, so. Martha was a black woman that worked at the same garage as Pee Wee and had a lot of back and forth interaction with him. 
Obviously, they work in the same place. Right. She really liked to fuck with them, and she started telling everybody at the shop that she and Pee Wee were hooking up, and that, over time, grew into her telling people that she was pregnant and Pee Wee was the father. And she told people around the shop that the kid was going to have her last name and his first name, name which would name the kid Pee Wee Dix. I like her. Yeah, that, that one's kind of funny. <laughs> that like, one's kind of good. Well done, long, Clyde. That's a long way to go for a joke. Yeah, well I done. Like her. Well done, Clyde. So um, he took, ended up taking Martha. He, he uh, I guess he offered her like alcohol and weed or something like that to go hang out or some shit. So he took her to an, another abandoned house, gave her a drink that was spiked with some kind of a poison. And then while she was not dying, I'm assuming from the poison, lowered her body into the water, just like the last one. Yeah. So that one was quick and easy, I guess. Bye Clyde. This is where we get to the warning. There's literally says warning. It does. I'm looking at it, it says warning. And I'm going to say warning on this one. Um, this one is really fucked up, and I actually toned this one down a lot. Yeah, we're, this is one. If we you... get, if, depending on how this goes, I might bring up some of the quotes from him that I didn't put in here, just to explain the, uh, like the level of just sociopathic, just fucking shitbag human being we're talking about. Right. Okay. So, Fred Lightly. Yeah. So, June of 1973, a friend of Pee Wee's named Doreen Dempsey had gotten pregnant again. She already had a, a, a two-year-old, but she had gotten pregnant. But this time, the dad was a black man, which upset Pee Wee for reasons that are obvious that we've talked about with Pee Wee already. Doesn't like the people that have any melanin. Wait. Stop one sec. Did was there any truth to the fact that he was he really hooking up with Clyde or she just no. made it up? He never admitted to not it. Not that no, not that it was confirmed at least. But I wonder. I, I just, never saw anything that said that he did or that there if, was any real suspicion of it. I just wonder if it was a lie or maybe he was tapping it. He was getting some of that dark chocolate. Yeah, I, I was just Ooh. curious. They're tr- they're trying to make a little cookies and cream Hershey's baby. Oh, speaking of cookies and cream. We're going off fucking topic. I went and got ice cream last night. So good. Cookies and cream ice cream is the best. UDF has chocolate cookies and cream. Huh. They had peanut butter cookies and cream at one point. But it's chocolate ice cream with cookies and with yeah. Oreo cookies. In it. I don't know if I'd like that. I like the oh, I like the vanilla part of it. I almost blew a load just looking at it through the and I didn't get it because I just wanted a milkshake. Yeah. Well they had the peanut butter cookies and cream was Oreos and peanut butter ice cream. Hmm. Okay. That was fucking good. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Now I kind of want ice cream. So, uh, so according to police reports, uh, Doreen was sent to talk to Pee Wee about staying him with with him while she was pregnant for by a couple of their mutual friends, Johnny Sellers and his brother. Um, and while she was there, he drowned Doreen and her two year old daughter in the pond behind the house. Nice. That's what Fucking the police report says. Now we're going to get into the story that Pee-wee told in his book, Final Truth. According to Pee-wee, he knew Doreen for years, and he had known her stepfather because they worked together at the the traveling carnival. Okay. And the two of them had a long relationship of visiting with one another and shit like that, just as friends. Like, they had... I guess he did have some normal parts of life, surprisingly. 
So Doreen visited Pee Wee with Johnny Sellers and told Pee Wee that she didn't have anywhere to go with their, her already uh, two-year-old daughter, Robin, and her soon-to-be-born child. So he told her that there wasn't room in the home, in his home, for her, her child, the child to come, himself, his wife, and his son. You'd, yeah, I mean, I feel like he wouldn't have a big enough house for that. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. <laughs> Excuse me. So he took Doreen, Doreen on a walk after everyone went to sleep, and that's where he told her that he had a trailer she could stay at, but um, he didn't want his wife to know anyone or anyone else to know about that. Um, so she would be allowed to stay there rent-free as long as she would give Pee Wee regular servicing. So... Blow him every now and then. Yeah, a, a live-in sex. sex worker. Not really, because well, taking I guess you out. are getting taking out, taking it out in trade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when they returned, she told Pee Wee's wife that she had decided to go back to Charleston, uh, as her and Pee Wee had already agreed upon. And Pee Wee, Doreen, and Robin left the house in the hearse, of course. Uh, because he told his wife that he had given her $20 and was going to take her to the bus station so she could go back to where her, her I, I believe her mother was in Charleston. Okay. So a few miles down the road, Pee Wee pulled off the main road and told Doreen to give him a blowjob. Direct and to the point. Uh, so she was hesitant because her two-year-old daughter was there. Rightfully so. But she reluctantly started climbing in the back and started to give Pee-wee what he wanted. Uh, He reached over at that point while she was doing that to Robin, her daughter, and started taking off Robin's clothes. The two-year-old. What? Yeah. I told you. This is... Wait. This is why this one had a warning. This one's fucked. So he started taking off Robin's clothes, and when Doreen stopped and asked what he was doing, he hit her on the side of the head with a ball-peen hammer and knocked her unconscious. So he then claims, or he then, sorry, he then calmed Robin down because he had just knocked his mom out with a fucking hammer, her mom, and told her that mom was just asleep. And uh, at that point, he basically forced Robin to take over where her mom stopped. A two-year-old. Yes. So he made her pick up where her mom left off, and he continued to then rape and sodomize her and says that he choked her to death upon climax. Uh, there's nothing to be said. I mean... Listen. Yeah. See, that's what, that's what I wrote. Imagine when it's coming from his mouth. He didn't, you know, tone it down. He probably went. Yeah, like he talked about how he needed to touch her and feel of her and taste of her in his horrible grammar, of course. Okay, he's a sick fuck. Yeah. Well, we knew this going into it, but now. Yeah, we, so that's why I'm not going to I'm not gonna go fuck. into the direct quotes because I don't feel like quoting somebody about raping and sodomizing a, a two-year-old girl. girl. Yeah. And killing, eventually. You, you, you kill her first. Like, fuck, that would be better. I would be more okay with the necrophilia. Not more okay, but it would like the, it would sting less not, to hear. 
the child would not have yes. suffered. Like it well, would hurt it, less it, for my ears to hear that. Right. I don't know. Uh, that's just Which is crazy up. to say. That's just fucked up. Yeah. So after all this, since he couldn't lift Doreen, excuse me, he tied a rope around her ankles and dragged her where he would ultimately dig her grave. And then he dug a hole, put Doreen in the hole, still alive, and slit her throat before burying her. He found a spot by the trunk of a tree where he buried Robin's body, and they did find these bodies where Pee Wee told them they would find them. So we have what four technically confirmed, or is it two? Yeah, four confirmed. Yes, his niece and the other girl, and and these two. two. Yes. Okay. Uh, Now we can lighten up a little bit. It doesn't get quite as bad as that. Can we really lighten up after hearing that? It's like I said, that's why I didn't want to use direct quotes. Like, the direct quotes are fucking terrible. Just even, not even a quote, just the knowledge of... Oh, no, the quotes are even worse. Sodomizing a fucking two-year-old. Yeah. There's a special place in hell for that motherfucker. Oh, yeah, I don't, oh he doesn't even deserve hell. I don't even know what he deserves. So, anyway, moving on. <coughs> Excuse me. Pee-wee, at this point, was making good money stripping cars and shit off stolen cars. And in June 1974, Pee-wee shot Johnny Sellers, who was 36, over a money dispute uh, pertaining to money owed to Sellers for the sale of a stolen boat. Um, He also killed 22-year-old Jessie Ruth Judy because she could tell the cops about all the criminal activity, including the fact that she could confirm that he had killed her boyfriend, Johnny Sellers. Now, it was alleged that Jessie Judy's ex-husband, James, hired Pee-wee to kill them because Jesse was having an affair with Johnny. But uh, James Judy was convicted of these murders, actually. But Pee Wee claims that James had nothing to do with the actual crimes. So the ex-husband got claimed? Got yeah. Sentenced for it? Yeah. Or, well, he got convicted of it. Right. Um. So jump up to 1975. Where are we at? An hour and a half already? Oh, we're doing good. So jump to 1975, Pee-wee's, quote, most killingest year, in his words. Killing it? He was killing it. That might be his most grammatically correct thing he's ever said. Reading, like, the, reading the pages of that book, is the, it, you literally have to stop and convince yourself that it's okay to be reading something as wrong as it is. Right. Like, that's how bad the grammar is. And he literally just makes up words. Like, they, which they do down south and shit. Like, they got fucking random little nicknames for shit and stuff like that that nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about. <clears throat> Excuse me again. So, in February of 1975, <clears throat> Pee Wee was at one of his favorite bars when he was approached by a man he knew from his time in prison named John Powell, who told Pee Wee that he thought he was the perfect man for a murder for hire. Oh, dude, he, he covers all the bases. So... That takes us to Suzanne Kipper Owens, who was having a dispute over things that were bought for her by her ex, Silas Barnwell Yates. Suzanne and her husband, John Owens, allegedly paid Pee Wee $1,500 to murder Silas Yates, which in the 75, like $20,000 probably now. Uh, Maybe not that much, but maybe. Not not enough for a a fucking hit. Uh, Not for me. Well, if you're already a fucking murderer and a rapist, still, you probably would have done it for much less. Yeah, but I don't know. I'd want more personally. So anyway, uh, Pee Wee um, 
for how stupid he was, he wasn't that stupid. <laughs> he he allegedly. Oh wait, sorry, that was the John Owens line. Just rewind that shit. Fuck me, right? Um. So Pee Wee used one of his good friends, Diane Neely, as bait and had her knock on Silas's door saying that she was having problems with her car. And when Silas walked out to the car, Pee-wee emerged with a gun and ordered him to get in the trunk. Now, they drove the car with Silas in the trunk to a remote area where John Powell and another man were waiting. John Powell being the guy that he was in prison with that brought him up, his name up for the job. Right. Um, Pee-wee stabbed Silas multiple times in the chest and told Powell and the other man to bury the body. That, that that's pretty much the end of that one. Okay. Wait, but the girl was with him too. I don't know if she went with him oh, to the, the burial she... site. I don't. Oh, okay. I didn't. But she still see... knew, she knew knew what was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a witness. Oh, she comes up later. Okay. Um. So a couple of months later, Diane had left John Owens and had started a relationship with thirty-four-year-old Avery Howard. Diane told Avery about the murder of her ex-boyfriend, and when he, when the couple needed money, they decided to extort Pee-wee for $5,000 to keep their mouth shut, even though she was fucking involved in the murder of Silas Yates anyway. She's not the sharpest one. Yeah, like, you fucking dumb. So Pee-wee said he had money buried and did the old uh, the bar alibi thing again, where he went to the bar and just slid out while nobody was paying attention. Um, and then led to the couple to a place where he said he had money buried. There was no money. This was where he had gone to bury Johnny Sellers and Jesse Judy. Now, when they got to the spot, all they saw was the hole that Pee Wee had already dug for them. And before they could get away, Pee Wee shot them in the head, dropped their bodies in the grave. Buried them. Well, if he just would have killed her in the first place. Right. Don't and, like, how are you going to try to extort somebody when you were part of the fucking, fucking crime? Yeah, that's ballsy. I'll give her you that. dumb fuck. Like, uh, clearly that bullet didn't have to travel through very much brain. Idiot. Not the smartest move. I will grant yes. you that. So, this brings us to a ne- the next one. 13-year-old Kim Gelkins lived next door to Pee Wee and very sternly turned down Pee-wee's advances. As I would hope she would. Yeah, good girl. Until he kidnapped, raped, and stabbed her to death and buried her body next to Silas Yates. Since, now this is where it starts to, we start to catch on because since this wasn't, she wasn't the type to be like a runaway or anything. Right. That was actually taken as a missing person case and police started paying a little bit more attention to all of the shit that Pee-wee was running his mouth about because Pee-wee was running his mouth around town about all kinds of shit. Really? Oh, yeah. He was a cocky prick. Like, for somebody who didn't want to go back to jail, he didn't do like he he didn't do a very good job of it, but yet he fucking remained out of prison for how long? For where what? For a decent amount of time. We're in 75 still. So this is all 75. So we're at least 12 years so far? Didn't he get out? No, 68. 68. So seven years. Like, yeah, that's a good years, yeah. period of time. I mean, I'm sure he, he might have, he probably did some overnighters in that time, but. Yeah. So on to the next one 27 year old Dennis Bellamy and 15 year old Johnny Knight were half brothers, and Dennis Bellamy was Diane Neely's biologic, biological brother. Diane that he has killed. Okay, yeah. So. Dennis and John broke into Pee Wee's garage and stole a substantial amount of his shit. Like, almost all of his shit, apparently. Now, 
Pee-wee was tipped off by Walter Neely. Pee-wee was Walter Neely's power man in prison, and Neely is kind of the catalyst for how most of the people knew in this these murders knew Pee-wee. Okay. So I'm sure he had trouble sleeping at night. So after Walter told Pee-wee about this, he had Walter tell Dennis and John that he wasn't mad and he wanted to reward them for having the balls to rob him. They fell for that bullshit? I think that, I, I don't know, I don't even know if I find that to be true. That sounds like some shit that he made up thinking that it was sounded cool because he said he was in jail with a mafia guy. Okay, yeah. But I, I guess that. that holds up to this point. But how stupid do you have? Did these kids not know who he was? Didn't I'm sure he had a little bit of a reputation. Oh, yeah. You like, people knew who Pee Wee was. You don't want to steal from somebody with... Not, and a, not, not if you're staying in town. A hard reputation or right. of doing some shady shit. That's the last person you want right. to steal from. So, um... Pee-wee and Walter said they wanted to take Dennis to a place where he thought he could build a new garage where they shot Dennis in the back of the head. They returned to tell John how excited Dennis was about the new location and that he should come see it too. And he also shot him in the back of the head when they got there. Hmm. So this one was pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Easy peasy. Now, Pee-wee actually said that he liked Walter nearly. And so he decided to test him by having, like, test his loyalty. And he started by having him bury John, or dig John's grave. And telling him that he killed his ex-wife, Diane. And he even went as far as to ask if Walter thought that Pee-wee was in the right for murdering her. And Walter said he was. The only problem Walter vocalized with Pee-wee was the killing of John Knight because he was only a 15-year-old kid. That's the only thing he... Yeah, I guess. Um, well, at least so, he had standards, I guess. Yeah, so eventually Walter did end up going to the authorities about the authorities about the murders, and police found clothes from one of Pee-wee's previous victims, oh. which did, that didn't automatically make for a murder charge against him. Um, but Walter... DNA wasn't a thing right back then. No. And Walter... Well, it, it may have been, but... I know. Back not not like that. Like, maybe hair follicles and shit. I don't even think that... I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that came in until the 80s. I'm Fuck! Co- they had fingerprints back in fucking Velisca, like I said. Like, well, yeah, fingerprints. It's surprising the shit that pops up. I don't think DNA really popped off till the yeah, I doubt it. Eighties. That could be wrong. But um, so that didn't really that didn't automatically drop a murder charge on him. But Walter also eventually led police to the bodies of Johnny Knight, Dennis Bellamy, Johnny Sellers, Jesse Judy, Avery Howard, Diane Neely, and Doreen and Robin Dempsey. This is why you don't bury bodies all in the same place. This is why you fucking... I mean, I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Pee was a piece of shit, and he deserved to what ended up happening to him. But you should have fucking killed Walter, too. Okay. If I, this was a movie, I would be sitting here go, you should have killed him. That's going to be the guy. He's going to be the problem. I agree. So Pee Wee was charged with one count of murder and sentenced to death. But the death sentence was commuted to a life in prison when South Carolina followed the U.S. Supreme Court's guidelines for the death penalty. Excuse me. I have heartburn. And the reason that uh, he only got one murder charge is it was kind of a get get it done with, get him out of here kind of thing. 
just to get him off off the streets. Yeah. Like, just be done with him and call it a day. I guess too much can go wrong with multiple murder charges on a, in a trial. I don't know. but Yeah, so we're actually almost done. Because um, 75 was mo- a lot of it. Yeah. Okay, so next we have Pee-wee's final murder would happen while he was behind bars for life. And this was the murder of Rudolf Tyner, who was 23 years old, who was on death row in the same prison as Pee-wee for the double murder of the owners of Merle's Inlet Convenience Store, Bill and Myrtle Moon, after he robbed them on March 18th, 1978. The Moon's son, Tony Kimo, or Kim Simo, I don't know, paid Pee-wee... Two thousand dollars to kill Rudolf Tyner. Understandable. Yes. Don't blame that kid. So Pee Wee actually made several attempts to kill Tyner, po- poisoning his food and drink and shit, unsuccessfully. So Pee Wee got his hands on some C four plastic explosive, rigged Ow. rigged up a device that was similar to a portable radio in Tyner's cell, and told Tyner that they would be able to talk between cells with it. Pee-wee told Tyner to hold the radio up to his ear to test it, and when Pee-wee heard Tyner's voice, he detonated the device, which caused a sizable explosion. I would say. And uh, Pee-wee was quoted as saying the last thing Tyner heard was him laughing. Now, how this happened, I don't know, because you can actually go on the internet and hear really shit-quality recordings of him talking to the moon's son, via phone asking him saying like stuff like oh, i just need a stick of dynamite and he's like i can't do that and he's like well like there's literally record- recorded prison phone conversations about him asking for dynamite and shit i would think that's i'm sorry but that's a little bit that's cause for a lockdown i think i know that's a there's much easier ways to kill somebody i believe there is but there's literally fucking phone calls recorded that you can still listen to so we're going to wrap this one up now. So that was that was it. They were done with fucking... The state of Car- South Carolina was fucking done with Pee-wee. So he was charged with the murder and sentenced to death. Uh, now, Pee-wee tried to kill himself like the night before his execution date by slitting his wrists unsuccessfully. You can do all this shit, but you can't fucking kill yourself, you piece of shit. So he was executed executed in the electric chair um, that he basically had to jump into because he was so small. Okay, that's kind of that's kind of funny. Yeah. Picturing that he had to hop into up a, into the electric chair electric when they chair. executed. I will him. say that's kind of funny. Yeah, uh, on September 6, nineteen ninety one, his last words were, "I'll let my lawyers talk for me. I'm ready to go." Holy shit! I had just graduated fucking high school when he got executed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this story went on further than I thought it did when I originally heard about it. I am that fucking old. Yeah, so that would have made him what? Say eight, eight uh, 33, 58. 60, yeah, 33 yeah. plus 8 is 40. Wait. Yeah, plus 8 is 41, plus 50 is 91. 58. Huh. I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's 58. You sure? Add. Eight to thirty-three, you have forty-one, and then just add fifty to that. Okay. Damn, that seems like he should be older, right? Well, yeah, because sixty years would be ninety-nine or ninety-three. All right, whatever. I never said I could do. So that. yeah, that's uh, I'm an idiot. That that's that's the 
overall story of this fuckstick piece of shit. This little fucking pocket-sized prick of a man. Let's uh, get into some. That deserves much more, Uh much worse than the fucking death penalty. Hold on, let's get this out here. Let's get into... Oh, look, it's us. Let's get into the meat and taste. Uh, Welcome, uh, Jessica's here. Uh, We didn't say hi because Travis was on a roll. Uh, oh yeah! Once I get to a certain point in the in reading, I I, I just kind of I can't stop. Gregory has some. Has, he's just comment, uh, commenting up a stormy. Uh, according to Gregory, O.J. Simpson trial was the first time DNA was used in a in a trial. That worked out well. I'm. I sounds about right to me, but I'm. Sure. I believe it, but they didn't do but a very like, good job because O.J. Fit, did that shit. Which fits in DNA was I guess invented in probably the late seventies, early. Yeah, they were perfecting it in the eighties. But what? All right, you get into this. What do you want me to get into? I don't know. Just talk I, for like 15 seconds while I go get my water. <laughs> I mean, this... Okay. This this ass bag had me... <laughs> ass bag. I mean, come on. Killing a fucking two-year-old, sodomizing a two-year-old. He deserved to be castrated. He deserved that, the, uh, that uh, dental floss trick you were talking about earlier in the podcast. <laughs> no, but this guy's a complete and total fuck nut. Jesus Christ. I mean, killing somebody's bad enough, but killing a and sodomizing a two year old, fuck that. I can't, you know, no, there's no, you can never justify murder to a certain extent, you know, except for somebody murdering Self defense and shit, like. Right, murdering him. Or in defense of, like, your loved ones or innocent or, people. I mean, I would justify if that 13 year old lynch mob, or the lynch mob that when he was 13, when he <sighs> raped that girl, that, they should have killed him. I, that I justify. They should have killed him. But how sick and demented him, just all around fucked up. Do you have to be to even have... Well, now that we're at this point, if we, if anybody really wants to hear some of it, like the, some of the shit that he said in his book about that murder of Robin Dempsey, the two-year-old, like he literally, what what, was, what were his words? He said, I, I choked her to death when I cummed in her ass. What a... God. Yeah, those were his exact words about killing Robin Dempsey. Jesus Christ! I mean, God, I did. I'm I'm speechless. Yeah, which is horrible for a fucking podcast. Yeah, like you were here. You, I mean, the computer's right fucking there, I, I, right next to the TV in, you the, the, in the lobby of the LA building, and like. He saw, like, I had to sit there and just kind of do the forehead rub for, like, a solid couple of minutes to try to figure out how I wanted to tackle that story. I mean, that's just, uh, I don't know. This is why I don't like true crime. Yeah. Because I just, I mean, guys like the Iceman, Kuklinski. See, but that's the thing is, like, everybody, if you're really into true crime like I am, a lot of it is, like, Interest in the psychology behind it. There's no si- interest. There's no psychology behind. It. This is a straight deranged. Well, there is the psychology no. of the person involved. Like where, where, what no. happened? Where, where Just was? Pure were you evil. born this way, or where's the break? Pure fucking evil. Yeah, I think he was just meant to be a fuckbag piece of shit. He Would you call been... him an ass bag? Ass bag. <laughs> what is an ass bag? Is that like that thing? It's a bag of asses. I don't is that the thing know. they like? They hang on behind the horses on those horse-drawn carriage. Rides? I think so, actually. <laughs> Who the fuck thought of that? Like, uh, there's got to be a better way. I would think just let it go because once you drive past it, you can't smell it anymore. 
Exactly. And now and you're now, just carting it around. And yeah. then everybody, but then everybody's going to be like, I'm driving through horse shit. Well, I don't, I get don't, a taller car. I don't know. I just, this, I can't handle fucking two year olds. Killing even, kids is bad enough. The, you take it to this point and it's fucking atrocious. I mean, like the 13 and 15 year olds is bad enough. But when you go two year old, what? They can't even like fully talk yet. God, it's just fucking. I don't. Can we just do next true crime? Do like a simple bank robbery or something? God. Oh, we could do um. Fuck. Uh. What was it? The biggest heist in the world at the time. It happened in like Virginia or something like that. As long fuck. as there's no two year olds getting fucked and killed, I we could do it. It was the movie they based uh. Fuck, what was that movie? The Tired Job? No. Um, the one is uh, Zach Galifianakis. He said, good lord, Janice. He farted right by, right into my butthole. It was like a fart transplant. I think the only movie he's been in that I've seen are The Hangovers. Oh, you never seen Due Date? No. It's him and Robert Downey Jr.? That one's funny as fuck. Oh, that would be funny. But yeah, yeah, Jessica even agrees with me. Yes, bank robbery, please. Let's get off this sick... Well, we don't want to talk about, like, Andre Chikatilo or no. fucking... No. You say Sagawa. You know what we're doing next week? We're going back to the paranormal world. I was but thinking the Kentucky, next one. I, th- I, I was I, thinking the next episode I do. I think I might go cult. Okay, we can do that. We can do do a conspiracy one. No, yeah, you can do. Yeah, uh, well, the, you, you know, cult. I'm always down for that. You know, cult wise, those cults can get. I have one pedophilia in, involved too. So watch, tread lightly. I don't. I, the one that was at the top of my list. On I don't recall there being any pedophilia. A lot of weird shit. I think pedophilia. I think next week we're going back to paranormal and we're going to do the Kentucky Goblins. Okay, which is fun. So that's a you episode. It's it's fun. It's goblins slash possible UFOs, possible mm-hmm. cryptic creatures. Now when and I say possible that, I moonshine. Don't, I don't want anybody to be like, "Well, yeah, Phil likes the paranormal stuff. I do too." Phil just has more fun researching that kind of stuff where I have more fun researching the cults and the true crime stuff. Uh, Greg points out a good, okay. I, I want to read this. Maybe Pee-wee did, did not rape uh, the child. I hope he lied so. about many killings. You know what? Is, is, this is going to sound fucked up. I, but hope, I so. hope he just killed the two year old. Right. Uh, yeah. As fucked up as that sounds. Right. Correct. I agree with you 100%. Because that was my thing. Well, because there, there was some time. Did, now, hold on. Did, I, did they take? Did they find the bodies of those two? Yeah. Okay, so we know he definitely killed the two. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully but there was, he exaggerated there was a the year or two between when they found the bodies and that. So I could also see if he did all those fucked up things, they probably wouldn't have been able to tell at that point. Gregory has done some research on this. Because he says there's no evidence. Of course, what kind of evidence did they have? Did they have rape kits? Well, back and that, in, well, and that's back what I'm saying. Like it, it had been like a year or two since he'd put those bodies there, so I doubt you'd really be able to tell I w- without I, DNA evidence and shit like that. You know, it's I, North, Car- it's South Carolina. Like they, and we both know how the well, how to get too the graphic, forest works. Not to get too graphic, but sodomizing a two year old, mm-hmm. which would leave definite. Yeah, but situation if you put, if you put but after a year in the ground things two would, years possibly two, would go, yeah. that'd be i would think in the 70s that'd be hard to 
You the would think if there was a, flesh involved, it would yeah, just kind of be falling off the bone at that point. Yeah, but you think there would be some, a considerable amount of dam- damage done to... And that's what I'm saying. Like I just, who, I just don't... I can't speak to I, what the condition of a human body would be like after that period of time. I hope, Gregory, you're right. That Yeah, let's hope he just killed the two-year-old. We're going to go with that. In my mind, he just he did not sodomize the two-year-old. He just killed the two-year-old. I hope not. Still a, Jesus still Christ. Still an ass bag. Still a bag of asses. Still, he's still a horse. Shit I would catcher. say he could eat a bag of dicks, but it sounds like in his younger, younger days well, he like, did. It's like Gregory said. I would not be surprised if that did, in fact, happen. But I would. My mind is more happy thinking that it didn't. Oh, Gregory says every podcast that deals with Gaskins always believes that he did uh, the two-year-old murder slash whatever. Uh, but did not believe the asbaggery. But you know, I don't. You know, I don't know anything about the coastal killer. I, I, was that? Coastal? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if if he had something to do with some of them. I mean, um, could it be possible that that was several killers? Well, probably. Yeah, so it's possible. But I mean, I, I it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if, if they somehow could connect him to some of them. I you know I've honestly I've never heard of the coastal killer killings. Mm. Well, it's because it, it's like what is it? What's that fucking road in New Jersey that's like supposed to be like bad luck and like you're just gonna die? But like, there's places like that. But the coastal killings was a little bit different. They're a little more spaced out, without a better way to say it. <laughs> but no, as far as his involvement in them, I would not, it wouldn't shock me at all if they found a level of involvement on some of them. It's very possible. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's the true for a lot of killers. Most killers, like, I doubt, I'd, I'd be surprised if there's any killer that has been gone down for the exact number of murders. They could go either way. I mean, unless it's like a, a school shooting or. Right, a heist gone wrong or something like that, then, you know, that's a little different. But a guy like this, like, I would imagine they're either, there's a bunch of bodies that they don't fucking know about or they're taking credit for more than they actually did. Yeah. I mean, I, I like we said earlier in the podcast, I believe most serial killers' body count is probably higher. Yeah. Than or what? drastically lower. Right. I mean, look I at mean, Henry Lee. Lower. Look at Henry Lee Lucas. I mean, Henry Lee Lucas claimed so many victims, and it was almost all bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. This is just fucked up. He's an ass bag. He's a cock dick. He's a cock dick. He was a power bottom. He wasn't like Aleister Crowley. I don't know. This is what happens when you become a member of... Spanky and the boys, our gang. Right. Smoke cigarettes, suck dick. Going out to Charleston to pop your pussy fuck cherry. Going back to the hideout and cornholing the young boys. I mean, I thought the podcast couldn't go any further south than that, but apparently you found a whole new basement. Give me time. There's worse out there. All right. Uh, Anything else you want to cover before we uh, wrap this motherfucker? God, I have to go take a shower now. I need a cigarette. I feel dirty after listening to this. I don't even know how you people listen to this. And you know what? 
I would not do not blame anybody that did not listen to this. If you left this podcast at whatever minute when I said the, the warning, the two year old. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't blame. I don't blame anybody for, anybody for leaving. Just I like, applaud those people. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it because I want to do one story where like it got to a point where like the death of kids had already happened in this story, and I was like, dude, I can't. Like I was like, I, I was listening to a show a podcast about it because I had never heard of it. So I was like, ooh, something new. And I looked at the person I was listening to it while I was working. I was like, dude, I was like, are you cool if we fucking put on another episode? Because I'm, I'm done a, with this put one. Put on a nice episode of Ghost in the Night. I hate it. You hate that podcast? They're a bunch of I hate listening to myself. <laughs> I, I especially can't listen to myself with other people. I just feel like a narcissist. Like, I feel like egomaniacal. That's okay. I listen to it by myself because I'm like, oh, I fucking came in a little hot there. I have to listen to him because I have to edit him. Yeah. <clears throat> uh what was I going to say? Fuck. Bye. No, there was something. Oh, uh, we will be back Wednesday for uh, What the Fuck Wednesday. I don't know what we'll cover. Maybe we'll talk about. Probably nothing of value like usually on Wednesday. I, I can guarantee one thing we will not cover. Two-year-old rape and solid. Oh, I guarantee you. Unless the, the case itself is two years old. Right. I know one thing. You just put pushed the John Bonet Ramsey fucking episode way far back because I need. I can't deal with this. I mean, the John, I don't think, well, one, we don't know that this actually happened. It was just the fact that we had to talk about it. Two, if this is true, this is leaps and bounds worse than John Bonet. Oh. Uh, Especially because, you know, I don't know. I don't Did know. the brother do it? I don't know. So uh, we are going to get out of here. Thank you so much for uh, sticking around. We love you guys. Uh, don't forget to follow us on all the social medias at uh, Instagram at ghost underscore night underscore podcast. Twitter at guys, <laughs> ghost underscore night. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. At Twitter at night underscore ghost. GTI and dot podcast on Twitter or, or TikTok and Facebook. I fuck this up every time. Read the fucking screen, people. Jesus Christ. Ghost of the night on Facebook. What about Patreon? I will get to Patreon. Goddamn right, you will. We will get to it. Now, you heard us Data talk. needs a new pair of shoes. We uh, do the after show, the Patreon member after show, after yes. the What the Fuck Wednesday. Which, and even without the after show, just give us your money. Which seems to be very popular with the regular cult members. The little shits. Yeah, where we go even crazier. That would have been a good... It's really not... We a, might talk about more two-year-olds being sodomized and raped on that episode. No, we will not. I guarantee you we will not. I mean... Give it time. I might give my real opinion on about uh, how I feel about Travis. What? <laughs> uh, but that is immediately following our What the Fuck Excuse Wednesday. Me. So if you want to get that bonus episode and all the other free content or extra content. $2. Go, That's go it. to patreon.com slash GITM podcast. Once again, that is patreon.com slash GITM podcast. And give us your money. We also accept firstborn children. And that will get you in a first-class ticket into the GTI and Poop Cult. Poop Cult. With, you can join Gregory. And maybe one day we'll give everybody Jenny, inside a tour of the... Uh, Jessica. Of our new studio in L.A. Emma, Emma's... She's probably still not here since she's in Great Britain. Good night, puppet. She's technically... She's an honorary She's member. a little shit. No, she's a member of the poop cult. She just yeah, she's know a little it. shit. She just doesn't know it yet. Why? Because she's a Patreon subscriber. Oh yeah, she's a little shit. But 
She probably doesn't know about the poop cult. Well, I'm sure. I'm she, sure she listens. I'm sure she heard. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to you too, Greg. I what about it. me? You're not a father. Also, don't have one. <laughs> that is true. Uh once again, Happy Father's Day, Father's Day to all the fathers out there. <laughs> the heaven at work today. I was for, sitting there, and better half had her card for her dad. She hadn't filled it out yet because she had to come in and do some morning stuff at work. And fucking, I was like, what this? And she was like, she's kind of, I was like, oh yeah, it's Father's Day. And she was like, yeah, I don't, I didn't want to say it. Felt weird. And I was like, it's not your fault that he died. Or maybe it is. Tell me the fucking truth right now. God damn it. You're such a dick. All right. We're Did you get... kill my dad when you were 10? <laughs> All right. We're going to get out of here. Thank you for checking out this podcast. Thank you for everybody in the chat that joined us live. If you want to join us live every Sunday, head on over to youtube.com slash ghost in the night. We will see you on Wednesday for what the fuck Wednesday. And then next Sunday for episode 188, which will be Kentucky goblins. We love you. Take care. We'll see you. Fuck you guys.